Sol are about 38 degrees. Thank you, Savannah Relax. Enjoy your flight. Welcome on board. We're getting ready to push off the gate and get you underway. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to welcome you aboard the Coaches Co-Pilot podcast today. On board this flight, we will be serving tools, tips, tricks, and strategies so you can have success working just 15 or 20 hours a week. I'm your co-pilot, Nicole Bandis, founder and CEO of Virtual A-Team, a boutique online business management agency. Now please fasten your seatbelts and join us for this short flight to help you grow a thriving coaching business around your life. Hello, and welcome back to another awesome episode of Coach's Copilot. And I got to tell you, I've gotten so many people asking me, how the heck did I go on a six-week vacation and only do two hours a week of work? How did I plan for that? So I wanted to bring you this special episode today that talks just about planning a vacation as a business owner. Because even if you don't want to go on a six-week vacation, you should be taking vacations. I mean, that is part of why you created the business that you did. So you have some freedom, right? And if that freedom doesn't include time to check out of your business now and then, then it's not really truly freedom. Now, let me start by saying I'm going to define vacation very, very loosely here. This could be anything from that six weeks that is just the dream trip around somewhere that you really have always wanted to go to, you know what, I just want a week of being with my kids where I can truly enjoy spending time with them because I will never get this time back. Success is different for all of us. Vacation is different for all of us. So decide for you what that vacation looks like. And so this this planning a vacation as a business owner is not all about, well, here's your itinerary and here are your flight arrangements. No, instead, this is more about how to make it happen in your business, how to make that vacation of your dreams happen for you. So let's dive in. I have a few steps here. The first step is set the intention. Now, I can tell you 100% as I'm recording this in September, my husband and I already have on the calendar for next year a minimum of eight weeks. It might go a little bit longer than that, but it's going to be at least an eight-week vacation. I will be on the road for at least eight solid weeks. And my goal and my plan is to, again, work less than two hours a week. I'm okay checking in two hours. I mean, just to make sure everything's going on in the business, totally fine doing that. Um, But I don't want to have to be worried or concerned day to day Am I going to get that phone call while I'm in the middle of a kayaking trip or doing something truly amazing that's going to bring the entire energy level down because now I've got to address this thing in my business that I have nobody else to take care of? So eight weeks, it's already on the calendar. We have set the intention that we will be doing an eight-week trip next summer. That's 2023 in case you're checking. 
So set your intentions, block off time on your calendar in advance and consider blocking times that you are usually slower anyway. So for us at Virtual A Team, the summer is truly one of our slower seasons. A lot of our clients will take vacation or sabbatical of some sort. And um, so they'll often pause during the summer and we don't have quite as much going on. Now, this summer actually turned out to be quite the opposite, but typically that's the case. So think about if you can arranging your vacation around your schedule, your business schedule so that you're taking that time during slower periods. Okay. Number two is create your plan. Now, a vacation without some idea of what you're going to do, there's nothing to work towards. There's no incentive to make the rest of this happen for you. So if you just know, "Eh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go on a vacation. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't really know what I'm going to do. I'm not really excited about anything. Then you're not going to be focused on making sure all of that stuff happens. Um, But when you actually take the time to say, oh, gosh, you know what? I really have always wanted to do this. Then then it becomes reality and you you make yourself work towards making it a reality. If you can truly envision, I'm going to be on the beach in Maui with a Mai Tai in my hand and just soaking up the sun and squishing the sand between my teeth. If that between your toes, not your teeth, if that's just heaven to you, then, then dream it and begin to create that plan and know that, okay, here's your date. Here's when you're going to go, but here's some of the specifics. Here's some of the things you're going to actually do while you're on that trip or when you're on that vacation. So one was set the intention, two is create your plan. Number three is train your clients. Now I know this is uh, this is kind of an interesting one because a lot of times we as business owners think that if we are not readily available to a client, they'll fire us and find somebody else. And I want to truly bust that myth for you right Now, if you present yourself with boundaries from day one, your clients will respect those boundaries. There's a certain boundary that we have here at Virtual A-Team, and that is that we do not work evenings or weekends. That's family time. That's our own personal time. And I work very hard to train my team and my clients to respect that because if now and then we say, well, you know, okay, I'll make an accommodation here or no big deal over there, then it starts to be a slippery slope. And one small accommodation suddenly turns into repeat consistent behavior. So decide what you want to set up for boundaries. And I don't care if it's around when you work or when you're available. It might be how they can communicate with you. You know, maybe you have 
uh, high-level clients that have access to sending you a text message, your medium clients can send you an email, but your um, entry-level clients simply have to use the system to uh, engage with you. But even with those high-level clients, if they do have your, your cell phone to be able to pick up the phone and give you a call or send you a text message, encourage them to understand what you want to set the boundaries to be around that. And sometimes those things are... So we often say that... Training people is like training children. It's no different in this regard. You have to teach somebody how to treat you over and over and over again until they finally get it. Uh, I used to have a very specific family member who, when she found out that I was, um, that I worked for myself, I worked from home and I didn't have to, you know, report or clock in to a job. She would constantly call me and ask me if we could just pop out for lunch real quick. Well, you know, I mean, you make your own schedule. Can't we just pop out for lunch? I probably had to tell her no less than 15 or 20 times, no, this is not an option for me. I know that this doesn't look like a traditional business or a traditional job, but that doesn't mean that I want to or have the flexibility to just pop out. Now, because she was a family member, I gave her a little bit more explanation. Uh, But after the, you know, third or fourth time, the explanation just became, nope, can't do that. Uh, And then giving her that alternative. So you will have to work with your clients and or the team that you've created so far to Know what your boundaries are and how you want to communicate. This is an ongoing process, so just keep at it. Train your clients. Now, number four, automate as much as possible. But remember that automations will still have to be reviewed regularly. The key is here that you can go a period of time without having to check on an automation. Now, if you have an automation like an autoresponder email sequence, for example, maybe those are going out at a certain cadence and everything's going well. You don't have to check on them while you're on your vacation, but perhaps, you know, it's been two months, three months since you've reviewed the automation. It would be good to go back in and look at that and say, is the text in the emails still relevant to what I want to be saying? Are the emails still going out? Um, Are there any glitches in the system where things aren't quite up to where they need to be? So don't think that automation means you touch it once and you never have to touch it again. That's a big, big, big myth. And oftentimes reviewing those automations is a lot of work, but it allows you to take that break so that you can focus on or you can take Uh, time away from your business. So automations are beautiful and use them as much as you can, but just keep in mind that there are specific limitations to, uh, to the fact that you, you do have to check on them repeated regularly. All right. So we've set our intention. We've created our plan. We've started to train our clients. We've working on creating some automations 
for those things that you cannot automate, delegate. And I know I'm a virtual services company, and that's, of course, obvious for me to say, but I guarantee you there are coaches, business coaches, success coaches, and leaders everywhere that will tell you to delegate. Now, this was one of the um, the things that took me from day one to implement. And here I am in business five years later, and I'm still implementing it. In fact, uh, just this last week, as of this recording, I brought on a very new position in my company, and that's a team leader, somebody that's actually going to work with my entire team so that when I am out there on that eight-week vacation, they have somebody that they can go to and they can ask those questions that otherwise they would be going to me to ask. So I've brought on that new position of team leader to manage all the people. But if you don't have that many people, you might not need a team leader. It would be beneficial to have a business manager that can handle a small team of, you know, two or three people uh, or just have that business leader that can, or that business manager that can handle the day-to-day stuff while you're out and on your vacation and taking that break. So look at the things that are in your business that you can't delegate. Now, here are some of the things just so that you know that I have not delegated. I have not delegated the, the building and scaling of my business. So right now we are hard at work at implementing some new ideas and some new um, plans for growing Virtual A-Team to the next level. These are things like um, creating a, a quiz. Now, I'm guiding the quiz. I'm giving the suggestions around what that should look like, but I have a team that's actually creating it. They're um, you know, creating all of the text, they're entering it into the quiz system, they're creating the graphics, they're making it look good, they're creating the email autoresponders after the fact. All I'm doing is giving feedback. But I was the one that said, let's create a quiz for the business. Nobody came to me and said, hey, we should create a bit quiz for the business. So I'm the idea generator. I'm the visionary for the business. I'm the plans. We're also tweaking the way our payment system to our virtual business managers work. Now, nobody else was going to say, hey, by the way, can we do this a little bit different? That was my idea. I was the one that began to roll it out and before handing it over to somebody that can kind of take that ball and run with it. And of course, I still do the podcast. So when I'm on an eight-week vacation, I have to decide, am I going to pause the podcast for a period of time or am I going to record while I'm on the road? This past summer, I did six weeks. I did not record anything. Not sure if I'm going to take a break and put a pause on the podcast next year. We'll have to kind of see how that goes and where it goes. All right, so we've set our intentions. We've created our plans. We've trained our clients. We've automated as much as possible. We have started to delegate the things that we can't automate and we can't put a pause on. And the last tip that I want to share with you is actually super, super valuable and way overlooked. And that tip is to return early. 
or even if, you know, you're doing a staycation with your kids, just plan a couple of days where you are going to check back in before everybody knows that you're going to check back in. This doesn't mean you're cutting your short your trip short. You're planning a couple of days on the other end to to do this. So if your trip is a week long, then give yourself nine days before you let everybody know, I'm going to be back on um, the 9th instead of saying I'm going to be back on the 7th. This will give you that opportunity to go through all your emails to get caught up, to reorient yourself, to frankly, to get unpacked if you did take a vacation and went somewhere, to get unpacked and get cleaned up. Let me tell you, when you the, the beauty of having a travel trailer, an RV, you take everything with you, you, you have all of your own utensils, you can cook in your RV, you can, you know, have all your clothes you unpack everything in the RV so you don't have to unpack every day when you stop at a new location. But the work to load the RV and unload the RV is a lot. Um, that will usually take us two to three hours minimum to unload the RV. So the last thing that I want to have to do is come home on a Sunday, spend two to three hours after, a, you know, maybe a four or five or six hour drive. Uh, spend another two to three hours unloading and then have to hit the ground running on Monday morning. I want a couple of days that I can decompress, that I can check my emails, that I can really reorient myself to what is it that are the priorities for the next week. And then a day or two later, I can start responding to those emails and I can start taking messages and scheduling appointments. Oh, please don't schedule appointments your first day back. Please, please, please don't do that. Um, wait for a day or two to get those appointments on your calendar. Otherwise, you'll never feel like you had a vacation at all. So those, those are my tips for you. Set those intentions, create your plans, train your clients, automate as much as possible, Delegate the things that you can't automate and return early. I want to know, what are the tips that you would like to share? What are the tips that make it so that you get to take a, a vacation as a business owner and really be able to unplug without having to think about those day-to-day -day details of what's going on back home? Share those with us in social media and hashtag coaches co-pilot so that we get notice of what's going on and we can respond and engage in that conversation. And if you like this, if you know somebody that's going to be going on a big vacation soon, share this episode with them so that they can get ready and get planning uh, to really make that amazing so they can totally unplug while they're gone. Thank you so much. We will see you next week on another amazing flight of coaches co-pilot. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.